0: Welcome to don't call me a guru i'm your host linda huang and today's episode is about how social media is being used to help local businesses during the pandemic don't call me a guru is a proud member of the alberta podcast network powered by atb financial our guests today are steve Brochu of milk crate stephanie old of the edmonton downtown farmers market and ellie huang who has stepped up to help a number of chinatown businesses with their social media during the pandemic Welcome, Steve, Stephanie, and Ellie. We're just going to get right into the questions. Uh, can you talk about, Steve and Stephanie, how Milk Crate and the farmer's market has used and approached social media, and then discuss maybe how it's changed or increased because of the pandemic?
1: For us, social media was, at the time, just like every, every day we would be posting a feature or something cool that we're working on or an event that we're doing or being a part of. And then as the pandemic uh, took place, we started using it as a way to kind of show how we were evolving and bringing people into the process. So we went from being a cafe that was kind of take in, take out to delivery, a take and bake model, cooking classes, competitions, private catering, promotions, all that, while at the same time subtly demonstrating that we were taking this very seriously like all of a sudden all of our posts we were wearing gloves while holding food or we were very much aware of what was in the background of our shots Um, it was just another way of letting people know that uh, this was a priority for us uh, as was guest safety
0: Mm -hmm. so you kind of use it to educate but then it sounds like not only I, I mean your business innovated and then with that you were sharing the innovation too
1: Yeah, absolutely, kind of trying, and we're a small cafe, but there's no, nothing stopping us from trying to be a leader during this as well.
0: I love that. Stephanie, how about the farmer's market?
2: Oh, the farmer's market was, uh, that was a test run for me. I'm new to the social media business, so I dived into this uh, right as the pandemic was starting and felt a little overwhelmed in the beginning, but it's been a a great learning curve. (laughs) So I think before the pandemic started, um, the focus of the posts that I was putting out on social media was, I would say it was light and bubbly. So, you know, trying to advertise a warm and inviting social atmosphere, a, a fun place to meet your friends and support locally and get fresh vegetables all year round um, indoors and not be worried about the the outdoor elements. But as soon as the uh, pandemic set on, the whole tone of the social media world completely changed. Um, so we had to shift everything to, I would say, pretty much to an informational base only. Um, I, I stopped posting entirely about uh, the food products and the vendors themselves and much more just about whether we were actually open, mm-hmm. um, the, the protocol changes that we were doing, um, all those different uh, measures put in place and, and the shift was made to try and make the customers feel as, uh, as safe as possible, um, rather than the social atmosphere. This was just, it was a safe place to pick up some some produce, some meats and some food items that maybe you're not finding in the grocery stores right now. Um, mm-hmm but just very much more informational and, um, safe atmosphere rather than the the light and bubbly social.
0: Right. Did you both find, or would you say that your social posts through the pandemic, um, did, did help your business kind of continue? Um, you know, like when you posted about uh lineups at the farmer's market or what the rules are or just reminding people that you are an essential service and you're open come in did you did you you know feel like that actually brought people in and then for steve you know you're starting all of these different um or you've shifted your business model a bit um would you say that the social posts you know did lead to people booking uh for a virtual cooking class for instance maybe we'll we'll stick with stephanie first and then go to steve
2: yeah definitely um our social media posts in relation to um, the COVID protocols and the lineups and not only what was expected of the customers in line but what uh, what the vendors and the the management needed to expect as well I think it brought a sense of calm to the customers and maybe some of those that didn't follow us that closely on on social media our following actually went up during the pandemic Um, there's always going to be the group that's, I call it fear posting. Um, it's, it's a scary time. It's an unprecedented time. And there was a, a, a backlash of some, some people that didn't feel that we should be open. But I think for the most part, the information that we were putting out was bringing more people in because there was an expectation that businesses were just closed. Mm -hmm. So it, it did definitely for us, it drew people in for sure.
1: Steve. Hmm. for us, we noticed, uh, yeah, it was just a great way to promote all the new arms that we created for ourselves just to bring in revenue. Uh, it was a great way to promote and advertise at the same time. Uh, we tried to not even mention COVID or stress. Uh, we just tried to focus in on that people were bored <laughs> and needed, needed something to do. <laughs> yeah. So we, that's why like, even our like, pre-orders, you had to make them at home like you had you had to do something Mm -hmm. and we uh we saw a way to kind of get people moving even though it's from couch to oven but you know what still (laughs) it's an effort um and then with the cooking classes that was just something new and fun and uh yeah it was really cool and we also saw a huge uptake in followers during this um I don't really want to label this pandemic as a successful run for a business but (laughs) we we are still here and that's enough success for me for sure and and social media was a huge part in our survival
0: i love that um ellie i really think that your kind of perspective is interesting um because you've actually been working with different chinatown businesses who didn't really have an online presence before this so so just can you share you know Was it easy to pitch them? Did you pitch them? Did they approach you? Have they found, you know, online being helpful when they didn't really use it or maybe necessarily need it before the pandemic?
3: Yeah, so um, when the pandemic started in late March and early April, I just woke up one day and I'm realizing like how big of a change of my spending habits. And especially about like dining out and I asked myself like, well, what's gonna happen? to those restaurants that I used to visit? What's going to happen to these family restaurants that I usually visit when I was homesick? And do they have delivered service? Do people even, even know about, um, about if they're still open or what's what's happening?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So literally, I just pick up my phone and give them a call asking if they're open, asking how their business is going and pitching an idea that I can set up a social media account for free for them, taking free pictures and just go visit them to see what they need and these folks because like these folks they are older generation mm-hmm. um so I explained to them like I am doing this um for goodwill donating my do- time since I just graduated and just trying to help in the community and it's quite funny because they were like uh why are you doing this for free <laughs> like is it a scam uh, and I was like no like it's totally fine if you don't want to (laughs) like (laughs) i'm just like trying to explain to like you don't have to you don't need to um so um like hong kong pre-green there's a couple restaurants being on board and my goal with them is to raise awareness telling the public that these businesses are still opening as regular hours and they are doing their best to get through the pandemic Mm -hmm. and so we because I'm not there um, 24 seven, so I don't actually know um, their operation button to top. So then what I can give is the information about their opening hours, uh, their menu items. And so then we just started a a giveaway collaboration across different restaurants. So then we can drive uh, traffic from one to another because they have different audience. So that was really helpful.
0: Hmm. Well, I thought that yours, your like request to help was so interesting too. Because when I saw that it was free that you were offering the services, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> but I mean, I think that that speaks to and you and we've seen some of this where businesses or people can. Um, they have been doing, you know, services at discounted rates, or they've been offering freebies, or they've just—they've just been trying to do what they can to help um, businesses or other people during this pandemic, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, but I—I I mean, I noticed—I noticed the Hong Kong bakery start, you know, and and the approach to sharing what the dishes and the the treats are i thought was was a great approach too and i even someone even messaged me and said oh i've always wanted to actually know what the pastries are (laughs) instead of just going in and blindly picking one (laughs) so even that was really helping them (laughs) we're just going to take a quick break for this message from our sponsors. This episode of Don't Call Me A Guru is sponsored by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities, creating strong, vibrant communities for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. Once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by the Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with Edmonton Social Planning Council measure how the community is doing. This year's focus is on arts, philanthropy, green spaces, sports, and recreation. Learn more at ecfoundation.org. For all three of you, uh, maybe we'll start with Steve, go to Stephanie, then Ellie. What are some successes as well as challenges um, you've experienced using social media in general? Uh, doesn't have to be about the pandemic, but then maybe also uh, challenges or successes through the pandemic, Steve?
1: Uh, Um, so for me, I I guess the challenge has always been the same for me where it's, and then just in the pandemic, it just got amplified, but for us, it was taking a look at what our vision was and our brand and being a new company and trying to navigate social media with it. And we had like a, a little bit of a formula of what we were doing and what times we were posting and what kind of content we were providing. But then as the pandemic, happened. We started noticing that everyone was putting content in Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we found it very difficult to try and not jump onto a bandwagon or voice uh, a concern in uh, a channel or whatever, or a thread. The hardest for us was sticking to our guns and, and not being distracted and also not being jealous of some people. Like when we see a good idea pop up, like crap, we were we we were a week away from that idea like (laughs) they got us but you know it's it's all part of it and then as for successes uh it's just the the tie into likes comments interactions on posts to a dollar amount now for our business um has been incredible and just being able to see that and something as a chef in culinary school in 2008 not really even understanding what social media was, to a point now where you can actually tie your daily sales to how well you did on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it's that has been incredible. And I'll say it before, I'll say it again. It's it has saved our business. Mm-hmm.
0: Stephanie.
2: That's interesting. Yeah, for us, our our focus went different. Our challenges were a little bit different. We've already, when I jumped on board with social media with the farmer's market, we already have uh, a very significant following and uh, a very loyal group of customers that have followed us from location to location during our moves. So I think our challenges were more... Um, trying to feel, make the customers feel safe in our new location beforehand um, and then that the pandemic just made it, it shift into um, safety during the pandemic, trying to make them feel safe um, while shopping and not being exposed, that our, the protocols that we had put in place were um, actually exceeding what uh, Alberta Health Services had been recommending. So um, I think our challenge mainly was creating posts that got our message of the farmers market being open and being a safe place to shop and being um, you know available sources for for food while not looking greedy because mm. i found yeah I found that the the negative response that was coming back for the most part was that. It's just another group that's looking to get your money during a pandemic. And that was not our aim at all. We were always, um, the goal was just to be a safe place to shop, you know, another, a local source for food, a safe source for food. And trying to keep that balance without trying to induce negative posts was very difficult, especially in the beginning. It has uh, dissipated over time with the pandemic. I, I still find myself, you know, like proofreading two and three times on one post just to make sure that I'm not going to upset certain people. Even line up, put pictures at this point, um, create people saying I'm just going the other direction. Um, it's it's difficult, definitely. But I found the support. You know, when you talk about the successes, the support from the community—not just the the members of the community, but the businesses around us—has just it's been like a giant warm hug <laughs> we've mm-hmm. noticed all over Edmonton um, the support and the shares from from community members and the thankfulness and the gratefulness from the community um, that we're open and that they do feel safe with us has been. Uh, just an outpouring for us so that just it makes the hard work and the the stress that's been put into this entire pandemic and and the runnings of everything it makes it worth it because that means that we were doing our job properly and that they do see that mm-hmm. that's great
0: um, ellie how about you yeah so uh, for me success is
3: a general to general that conversation is happening between the audience and the business and so partner with a lot of different business, um really helped me to cross promoting for, promoting for them and in community. Uh, and the challenge is because a lot of them didn't have social media before. So it's, it's how I can really reach out to followers and to different groups naturally because uh, I don't have the um, capital to put in to promote. And and the other challenge for these family business is um because my goal is not to um there's only so much i can do to drive sales with them and especially they don't have the capacity for like curbside that pick up or um their online payment they don't have that so um it's just to make sure that the people know they are like in, like you said uh they're enforcing their safety measure um, and they're and the the opening hour information, there's only so much I can do on this site.
0: Mm -hmm. Just really, it's just that they exist and it's like a reminder that we are here too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So for uh, another question for all three of you, I'm just wondering what advice then would you give other business owners or entrepreneurs who are either starting to use social media now or maybe just trying to figure out how to use it better, how to use it more effectively, how to how to get, you know, the kind of success that that they can or or hopefully potentially could get from social. Um, maybe we'll start with you, Ellie. Yeah, I think
3: uh, for them they need to identify what's the main message they want to convey over social media and how can they keep this their present like sustainable. Um, and a lot of I think like it really depends on which way you're going because a lot of the followers um, they may have a lot of followers on social media, but how can they really um, make them to make to come to the shop or to make the purchases
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so trying to figure out the that clear sort of tie in kind of what Steve was talking about that your Instagram post did actually bring in this customer yeah. Yeah. And I've even seen some businesses, I mean, it's not often, but, and then sometimes it's even, I think I've talked to some businesses where it's sort of part of how you train your staff is that it it should just be part of the conversation that they might have with someone coming in. Oh, you know, what brought, brings you in today or, or mm-hmm. and then, yeah. And then they might say, well, I actually saw an Instagram post and you would never, they would never maybe share that if you hadn't asked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Stephanie what about you for advice for for businesses?
2: Um, definitely uh your the tone of the, the posts makes a big difference um, and making sure that you're not I think with the farmers market we were we were set in the beginning of the pandemic with um, needing to set up curbside delivery uh, curbside pickup delivery Possibly, if we could make that work, Um, trying to deal with lineups, deal with all the protocols inside, trying to think of new innovative ideas to maybe bring people in, in a way that would be, you know, socially distancing and safe during the pandemic as well. Um, But in a way, I think having too many ideas is not a great thing either, because it it makes it too difficult to rein in the focus of your posts and it confuses people. And then there's not enough time and effort to be able to put into it, to make it all pan out properly and efficiently. So I think um, keeping your focus and making sure that, you know, that the theme of, of how you want to advertise your business is a big one. Just making sure that you're able to sustain all of the elements that you're trying to put, into, you know, the new normal of how you're running your business.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the tone part, I think is interesting too. And maybe I'll just ask you a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Just given that you've said, you know, some there, what you've maybe seen an increase of throughout the pandemic is, is more negative comments. Um, how, you know, do you guys have like a very specific a uh, plan for how you approach negative comments? Are you replying to them? Are you ignoring them? Does it depend? Do you have like approved key messages? Like what, how, to what degree I suppose um, is that interaction uh, and response to negativity planned or or is it kind of on the
2: fly because you sort of you sort of know and represent the farmers market online
1: mm-hmm.
2: well in the beginning it was on the fly <laughs> it, <laughs> it literally happened overnight when, as soon as the closures happened it was an immediate response but um, now that we've had you know a, a few trial runs at this um, we have some key messaging for the most part when we have negative uh, posts online it depends what it is some people are just they need to get it out of their system i find that many people use social media as um, an outlet for their anger for their frustration sometimes all they need to do is just put it down on the computer and it, you know once it's out there they've they feel better i don't respond to everything um, if it's a direct attack at the market, I do have some key messaging that I do respond with. Um, sometimes that key messaging isn't quite direct enough. And it if it's not direct enough, you sound like a politician and they're going to get even more upset. So um, there is a bit of a balance between making sure that you have some, some pretty much automatic replies that you're going to say to certain situations, key messaging to make sure that you're you're getting the, the message for your business across properly, but then I find not responding um, after you've made your point is the best option because if you just stop replying, it will fizzle out.
0: Like mm-hmm. don't get pulled into that back and forth of negative, negative. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so Steve, how about you for advice for other business owners or entrepreneurs uh, in, in regards to social media?
1: So glad I went last because you guys have such great points. That you, I literally am, like, scratching out everything that you guys were saying because I was going to say all of that. Um, so I guess just top of my head, uh, advice, especially if you're getting into social media right now, um, is kind of hitting what uh, Ellie and Stephanie were, were talking about, is watch what you're posting. Be aware of your audience. Um, watch your pictures. Like, really, sca- like, not only proofread your caption, Double check your photo. Like, is that a pile of garbage in the background? Like that—that's not helpful. Is that vendor not wearing gloves? Is that server not wearing a mask? Uh, are the tables not far enough apart? Or whatever. Uh, yeah, all I these love, I be, that. yeah, I love. I love that because I don't. Then, I don't think
0: people. Uh, I don't think people think about that enough. And if I'm, whenever I'm taking pictures of something, and I'm like, wait, let's move this random, you know, garbage can out of the way. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> it
0: absolutely. feels like it's, yeah, but it's important and it makes a difference and, and people's eyes will go to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, they will. And then like, once they're in your store, I mean, you can explain away the garbage can, like, oh, that's our garbage can. But like in the photo, oh, we don't have a garbage can. We don't need it. You know, like right. all these things. And, and we rip apart a, a, a crowded park right now uh, for <laughs> yeah. not taking this seriously. Uh, why are we uh, treating our businesses any differently? like we should be just as critical right now. Um, So that's my my two cents.
0: And we'll just pause now for a message from our sponsors. This episode of Don't Call Me A Guru is brought to you by The Loop, a new podcast from CBC Edmonton. Host Tara McCarthy of Edmonton AM takes you behind the scenes each week, sharing details that don't make it into a typical radio or TV story. There's always more to the story and more to learn about our city. That's what The Loop is for. Their latest episode examines how businesses are adapting to the pandemic if you'd like to keep this listening theme going. Find The Loop on CBC Listen app or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find it online at cbc.ca slash Edmonton. I guess last question, is there any final words you'd like to share, final pieces of advice or anything that you think you've missed on specifically how social media has affected or changed or helped um your organization or the work uh that you're doing and let's go steve stephanie and ellie
1: oh good i gotta i gotta steal all their answers <laughs> <laughs> no they'll steal uh, yours <laughs> <laughs> uh i guess it's just kind of a final thought on, on all this and doing uh being on this podcast actually is kind of a nice confirmation for how hard we worked. So thank you very much, Linda. Um, one of the things as this pandemic was setting in, we started looking at a goal for us, which was a to survive, but B we saw an opportunity to gobble up some of the market share as restaurants like ours, like little small cafes started to close. And we made the choice to kind of stay open in a different way. So we gained, We ate up market share and we were very successful with that and we're very proud of that. But now what we're looking at is how we can use social media and our new step forward to be able to educate our new followers into our values and almost treat our social media platform, I don't want to say as a religion, but why why should we not try and educate them onto our beliefs and our values and why we're doing these and why you're seeing a post like this? uh, that is going to be our next step. And I'm very excited to see how we pull that off. Great. Uh, Stephanie.
2: Yeah. I think for us, it's, um, realizing through this, how important, um, the information that you put out on social media, uh, how, how important it is to the runnings of your business. Like it's, it's gone from, um, just having your drop in visits to meeting to make sure that you have all of your, Um, the information that you're trying to put out for your business um, right out there on social media and, you know, trying to condense it into (laughs) a format that can fit into a single post. Right. So I think for us, it's, it's um, trying to make sure that we have as, as big of an online presence, uh, developing it into a way that is going to be um, effective and keeping up with the times. Trying to, you know, you you see other businesses come up with a great idea, and, and in the same way that Steve was saying, it's like, ah, oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> so, trying to find ways to be unique on social media, um, not stealing other people's ideas, but yet keeping up with all of the different ideas, like delivery and and how how can we morph that into our business and and still keep it sustainable in the long run, and not just be like a temporary um, fix on things, but um, yeah I think just trying to make sure that as we move forward um seeing the support that's come from the community we want to be able to give that back as soon as we're safely able to um we can't wait for the opportunity to pair with all of our local businesses um, in the surrounding area and be able to host events and and advertise and and work with other groups that are around us um as soon as that option is available for us we're we're ready to jump on board we can't wait for that give back to the community after they've helped us out so much over the last few months
0: perfect and ellie how about you
2: yeah um so for
3: me i think it's like how can i really engage with their original customers and how can i uh, reach out to other groups that they they didn't know about these businesses before because these are like family business they don't really Uh, They didn't really have this uh, social media presence before, so I'm trying to reach to the maximum I can. Um, And then, um, yeah, that's about all I have in the house. Um, After this um, period passed, like, how can I um, onboard these uh, older generations to continue to do this?
0: Yeah, like, it's, you know, hopefully they're not just there's this online presence for them for, well, I mean, I don't know how long this will, will last for, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that it's not just they're up for a short period of time and then they're gone. And then, you know, or if you kind of move on with your work that they can still manage and sustain that. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Okay, great. Thank you all so much. I, I really wanted to just do a, a quick podcast um, and get some thoughts around uh, some interesting businesses uh, and people, which are the three of you, <laughs> um, to share to share your perspectives. I obviously love uh, to see what you're doing on social media, so thank you so much for sharing your insights uh, with with the the very interested social media listeners in this podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> thank you.